I want to tell you about a podcast you should check out. It's called Understood Explains. This season of the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Urtube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. The latest season of Understood Explains covers topics like how to tell if your child needs an IEP and it busts common myths about special education. As a parent myself of a child who's had an IEP since kindergarten and he's now a 10th grader, I know how confusing, overwhelming, frustrating, sometimes daunting the whole process can be. I checked out an episode of Understood Explains called The Difference Between IEPs and 504 Plans. And what I love about it is how easily Juliana explains everything. She answers common questions that probably every parent or caregiver has. She dispels myths and is concise and to the point. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains. And there's a direct link in the show notes if you need it. You're listening to Make Some Noise Podcast, Minisode number 552. Welcome to Make Some Noise Podcast, your guide for strategies, tools, and insights to empower yourself. I'm your host, Andrea Owen, global speaker, entrepreneur, life coach since 2007, and author of three books that have been translated into 18 languages and are available in 22 countries. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a lesson that will help you maximize unshakable confidence, master resilience, and make some noise in your life. You ready? Let's go. everyone. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I am so glad that you're here for a mini-sode. As I mentioned, you, you might have missed it. This month, just for this month, we're doing things a little bit different. I have a couple of archived interviews for you. Last week was Ellen Vora, one of my most downloaded episodes. It was on anxiety. Any episode that I have on anxiety is one of my highest downloaded episodes. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to probably look for more people to bring on to, to talk about that. I know it's just such a widespread thing. Speaking of, my anxiety has been up my asshole the last, today I think is the third day in a row, definitely second day in a row. And I have no idea if it's coincidence or pattern, but I'm also ovulating, which I don't know, it just makes everything a little bit more vibrant, if you know what I mean. And I think you do. But my ADHD is just all over the place. It's just a little bit of a mess. But I hope that this episode isn't a mess. <laughs> I was so inspired after I had a conversation with a woman who will, her episode will come out. It's going to be a minute until it comes out. Rose Hackman wrote a book called Emotional Labor. And it just, it really got me thinking about not just patterns in my own life, because I wouldn't, I wouldn't do an episode where I felt like it was just, it's definitely just me. This is patterns I see in many of my clients, many of my friends, a lot of the content I'm seeing on social media. And that's why I wanted to bring it to you as it was happening in real time for me, as I've done since the beginning. Since I started my blog many, many years ago, 16 years ago, when I started writing about my own experiences, I also take you through things many times in real time as I'm going through them. I think it can be so helpful as these thoughts and reflections 
and they're just fresh. They're fresh in my mind, and I want to share them with you. I want to bring you along with me as I go through the the transitions I have in my own life. My hope is that, especially as I navigate what I'm going through right now with the ending of my marriage, my hope is that I can navigate it gracefully, not just in my personal life and you know in private, but here on the show for the sake of the privacy of my family. I you know that is my my primary focus. But also, how can I share my personal experience and help all of you? So I hope I do that well. And I think the only quick announcement that I have is that you can still grab a personalized signed copy of any of my books. And you can head over to andreaowen.com slash links, and it will be over there. All three of them. Any any of them. 52 Ways to Live a Kick-Ass Life, which is about to celebrate her 10-year anniversary, by the way. It's coming up very soon. How to Stop Feeling Like Shit, as well as Make Some Noise. They're all available. I will sign it, personalize it to you, and take my happy ass to the post office and send it to you. So again, head on over to andreaowen.com slash links to find it there and other things that you might be interested in. And without further ado, here is the content for this week's mini-sode. So I want to talk to you about a topic that has been sort of brewing in the background of my life for the last several months and really my whole life, but more prominently over the last several months. And then especially it has has really come up today. I interviewed this morning, which the episode probably won't come out for many more weeks, uh, Rose Hackman. She wrote a book called Emotional Labor. And part of the conversation is that we were talking about, and she's a journalist, by the way. And so she was talking about her research and the conversation was surrounding how Women typically are the people who take care of other people's emotional experiences, more specifically and more commonly, the experiences of the men in their lives. And this is at home or at work. And it just got me thinking about my own life and relationships and where I do this. And I, I think that the the better question and the shorter list is where I don't do this. And I think for many of you, you probably do as well. And here here's what it might look like. And so I'll give you an example of a, a client that I have. And this particular person is considering leaving her long relationship and is worried about, you know, her her partner and like how he will (laughs) survive without her, even though he's a grown man who's employed and perfectly capable of, of doing that. And she just has a pattern of, of doing this. And she's shared with me some things that men have told her over the years and that she has stayed in relationships with them where they're, giving her crumbs and treating her like an afterthought. And it just, it blows my mind to hear it come out of another woman's mouth who is bright and intelligent and successful and so full of joy and love and light. And it shocks me to hear this. And I'm like, how on earth could you not see this about yourself, that you are this vision of just being a phenomenal human being, 
spectacular woman. And then also pointing the finger back at myself and looking at my own pattern in relationships and how I have done this. And it's just this this thing that we do, again, <laughs> where we have been conditioned and this the the blame doesn't really fall on on anyone like well like a you started it type of thing. This is this is the culture that we've been raised in. And I, I talked about this a lot and make some noise. I didn't go into this much depth though about this particular topic though. We have been conditioned to make it our job and not even just our job in a, in terms of, you know, if we if we do this job well, we are more valued and deemed as more worthy if we put the experiences of other people, especially men, first, especially their emotional experiences. Not only is it, you know, we, we chalk our worth and our value up to how well we do that, but many times it's, it's for our survival. And that's the part that's fucking infuriating. And again, in this, in this interview that I have with Rose Hackman, we do talk about solution. It's not just about complaining about the problem, but I, I wanted to bring it to a mini-sode because I, I really want it to be something that, that you're thinking about in your own lives where you're doing this. And, and I'm not really talking to those of you who are mothers. Like we do this to our children because it's part of parenting, right? It's like part of parenting. I'm more talking about the adult men in your life. Like where are you doing this to your partners, to them at work, maybe to your fathers, to your siblings, et cetera. And so when I when I decided to to leave my marriage earlier this year, I started thinking about my own patterns and relationships and what I want to leave behind. You know, what do I want to change in myself? I have vowed to never marry again. <laughs> I was like, I've tried it twice. It's just not for me. It's not for me. I Anyway, I won't get into that right now. I just, I think it's bonkers. Side note, ADHD moment. I think it's absolutely bonkers that we enter marriage and it is pretty much like the biggest legal decision we will ever make in our life. And we have no idea the contract that we are signing. I had no idea. And to be fair to myself, the first time I got married and divorced, we had no assets and we had no children together. I don't even think that we had debt. I think that we, no, that's not true. We each had some personal debt, but it was about even. We didn't have any combined debt. And so we walked away completely like, you take yours, I take mine. There's no house to sell. There are no children to have custody agreements over. And so it was a pretty clean break in terms of logistics. Emotionally, it was a fucking mess, but it was a pretty clean break. So this time, it's a much, much, much different scenario. So it baffles me, looking back, that... I had no idea what I was getting into, and I think most people don't, unless you have parents or people who are close to you who are divorce attorneys to warn you and say like, hey, you need to you need to think about all possibilities that could happen two, five, 10, 20 years down the line. We don't, we don't like to think about those because we always assume that we're going to live happily ever after, and uh, really anything can happen. Anything can happen, and we are woefully unprepared. And by we, I mean all of us. For privacy and legal reasons, I am speaking hypothetically. Anyway, so that was a tangent. (laughs) 
And I started thinking about my patterns. Oh, yeah, I was saying that I'll never get married again. And in that sort of some revelations that I'm having, I have realized that I have put myself really last in most matters. And then I get resentful because it's just a shitty way to live to like not make yourself a priority to accept the entitlement of other people that their experience especially their emotional experience matters more than yours and that you are supposed to take care of them and that you are supposed to do this like beautiful dance around them and like make sure everything falls into place and that anyway so I don't want to do that anymore and I know that it is a huge ask it is a huge leap to go from living decades of having these relationship patterns where we behave a certain way, where we think a certain way, where we feel a certain way, those are out of order because usually it's thoughts, beliefs, <laughs> behaviors. And to, to jump from knowing that you're done and then behaving a different way, I want to just acknowledge that. It is tough. It's a big ask. So what happens in the messy middle is that, you know, first and foremost, we, we become aware of it. We, we get sick and tired of being sick and tired. And we're like, all right, um, I'm done. And I don't want to do this anymore. We start to have this, like, it's the cognitive dissonance. It's the awakening. It's the consciousness of the way we've been behaving, thinking, feeling. So then you start, you know, doing this kind of work. You start listening to these podcasts. You start reading the books and you get like inspired and motivated. And like, yeah, I'm going to change my life. I'm never going to get married again. Like I'm a badass. And you feel like you can run through a brick wall and you're going to totally change your life. And then you realize like these patterns are ingrained. It is a thing to have this societal conditioning for your entire life. To, to unlearn that is a big deal. So here's, here's what the work looks like. So you, you have that consciousness. And then you start doing exercises where, and this is what I talk to my client about. And I'm like, I'm not asking you to make any big decisions about any relationship or anything like that. I'm not asking you to like run and have these hard conversations. All I'm asking is that like, let's do some exercises where you can embody a different way of being and try it on and see how that might feel. <laughs> Well, hey there, Busy Mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it but I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that wanna be clutter-free. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, whew, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know 
while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. So I did something early on where I decided in any future relationships that I'm going to have, whether or not these are going to be serious relationships, like, I I mean, when the the time comes, like, I'm just going to do some like casual dating, like, let's just let's just spend some time with people and see what happens. Like, it's going to be in a like a little bit of a social experiment. Like, I I hate that term, because it makes it feel like, you know, you're just in it for the data. And it's like, no, 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 I'm also in it for the human connection. But at any rate, I have decided to do whatever I need to do to stand and embody being the prize. I'm the prize. I'm calling it big prize energy. And I made a playlist on Spotify called big prize energy several months ago where I'm like, this is the music I need to listen to, to be able to embody, which you guys, if you listen to the podcast or if you read, make some noise, you know how much I love Cha Cha De Gregorio. She's my alter ego, just as Veronica Vane is. When I played Derby, that was my Derby name. What would Veronica Vane do? What would Cha Cha De Gregorio do? What would a woman who embodies big prize energy do? How would she think? How would she feel about herself? How would she act? What kind of decisions would she make? How would she respond to someone, especially to a man (laughs) who comes along into her life (laughs) with a sense of entitlement? with a sense of entitlement to my time, with a sense of entitlement to my body, immediately no. No, 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 no. This is going to be a collaborative relationship. You are going to show up as someone who reciprocates what it is that I bring to the table. And if you don't, then I do not have time for you. So it's interesting to me because It's easy for me to say that and to envision me behaving like that. But when push comes to shove, I am so used to these patterns of like, oh, it's okay. Yeah, let let me, let me, let me teach you all of these things. Let me um, be your therapist. Let me be the, you know, your sole source of emotional support. Let me, and the list is so fucking long of the things I have been willing to do, the lengths I have been willing to go to, to make someone else happy, to stay in a relationship. And I think, you know, it's not black or white. Of course, like we want to be able to have loving and supportive attributes for our partners. But at what cost? But at what cost? That's the question that makes me want to cry (laughs) into this microphone. Because I think you get to a certain point in your life where that cost becomes way too fucking expensive. 
and you just don't have any more to give. The well has run dry. And you start to see your limits. And you start to see how easy it is to allow someone to take and take and take. And this isn't necessarily their fault, right? We become the ones who just like give and give and pour into this cup and pour into this cup. Of course the other person is going to think that it's just unlimited. Why would they think any different? Especially when the world has taught them that women specifically are the ones to give all these unlimited things to them. Emotional support. Time. Our bodies, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So... I think the point of me talking into the mic today is to help you sort of see any parts of you that come into your relationships from that place of allowing the other person to be the prize and you're not. So circling back to, to the work, it, it's exercises like creating an alter ego for yourself. This is in, I believe it's the confidence chapter and make some noise. It's, you know, the other exercise that may or may not have been in that same chapter is creating this imaginary board of directors for yourself. It's creating the big prize energy playlist. You know, in, in moments where you feel resentful, asking yourself, what would Chacha de Gregorio do in this situation? What would your alter ego do in this situation? If you were truly to embody being the prize, what would she do? What would they do in this situation? And it's not saying that you need to be the prize and your partner isn't. It's like, what if you both were? What if you came to the relationship with equal footing, on equal ground? And it does happen. I've seen it. And I also want to, on that same note, I want to say that partners can change. I have, I have also seen that. Ones who are willing and open to learn, who have the emotional capacity to see other people's experiences, to, to not constantly center themselves, who are willing to put in the hard work that it takes to be able to learn new skills. That was one of the things that, that Rose Hackman said in her, when I was interviewing her, is that the research is clear that all people have the capacity to learn these skills. And so I, I am by no means an expert on this, but I do think that some people are wired in a certain way where learning those things can be an extraordinarily amount of, an extraordinary amount of heavy lifting for them. And they may be unwilling or incapable of doing that. But I also think that, that some people do change. And I, I also think <laughs> that most of the time, we know in our guts if it's possible or not. We know. I don't know how we know, but we know. So that's what the work looks like. My wish for you is that... If you're in that place, and maybe you've been in it before and you've gotten out, and maybe you find yourself in it again, <laughs> or you're in it right now, or you want to avoid that place, my, my hope for you is that you can become aware of it now. You can 
set an intention to do your own work around it because we don't have any control of other people. We can only do our own work and that you don't end up much later on in your life looking back at this decade or, you know, 2023, 2024, regretting that you didn't make some changes because you deserve to have so much like let's just put put it aside any kind of relationship like for a moment regardless of relationship you deserve to have so much joy in your life you deserve to have peace and ease and you can't have ease when you are constantly doing the heavy lifting for everyone else or if you're even if you're not in the action around it if that you're thinking about it and bracing or bracing yourself for it. You deserve to have joy and peace and ease in your life. You deserve to have that in your mind. You deserve to feel that in your body. And if you do, do choose to be in a relationship, you deserve to have someone who believes that too about you and, and understands what it looks like because it's nuanced. Who, who understands like, hey, in order for me to have joy and peace and ease in my life, Here's what I need from you. Here's what I need you to take care of for yourself because you're a grown human. Here's what I'm willing to do for you. Here, here's where I'm willing to meet you in the middle. Does that work for you? Are you willing to do that? And if they're not, my hope is that you can accept them for who they are, love them for who they are, and not stay in the relationship. That's my, that's my hope for you and for me and for everyone. Thanks for listening to me turn on the mic uh, and just riff on whatever is coming up for me. I feel like these kind of topics that buzz around like a fly at a pic- at a summer picnic are things that my intuition and my ancestors are tapping me on the shoulder and saying, say that into the microphone. There's somebody on the other end of this podcast episode that needs to hear it. So if that's you, I see you and send me a DM on Instagram. I love getting I love getting DMs about podcast episodes, whether it was someone that resonated with you or if it's a mini-sode where I, I spoke to you specifically. One of my favorite compliments that I get when people DM me about any of my books is when they say, I feel like you were writing just to me. I feel like you were spying on my life. And the truth is, is, and I always respond with like, I I was writing just to you. I was spying on your life. It's true. That's all I'm going to say about that. (laughs) I love you guys. Thanks for showing up every week. I appreciate you so much. And remember, it's our life's journey to make ourselves better humans and our life's responsibility to make the world a better place, but have boundaries. (laughs) Bye for now. Hey everyone, thanks again so much for listening. I am currently filling up my schedule for speaking gigs for fall 2023 and winter. So if you are somebody that works for a company or owns a company where you do events, you do sales kickoffs, things like that, and you need an amazing keynote speaker, I might be your girl. So if you head on over to andreaohoan.com slash speaking, you can see more of my topics and my speaking reel. And also there's a contact page there. Even if you think that, oh, I can't afford somebody as amazing and as famous as Andrea Owen, 
fill it out anyway. Let's hop on the phone. We may be able to work something out. If it is a perfect fit, I am more than happy to negotiate something that works for everyone. So andreaowen.com slash speaking. Everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory. Two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And this is our new podcast, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. What happens when your creative spark just seems to disappear? Gone. Poof. Bye. See ya. What happens when life gets in the way of your creativity instead of nourishing it? That's what happened to Molly and me. We felt like the thing that drove us creatively stopped working and impending doom had in fact impended. Totally. So we decided to do something about it. And that was steal ideas about getting unstuck from the most creative people we can find. We talked to guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. And we're not just talking Bob Ross type paint on paper artists here, though we talk to them too. We're talking to actors, creative directors, dancers, and people who are working hard to be their best creative selves in a world that can sometimes feel real uncreative. We all have something to teach each other, so let's steal their ideas together. Join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Pandemics, school calendars, world events, lack of sleep, oh, get out of their life gunk. And let's get back to your best creative self. Subscribe to Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. You're not going to want to miss an episode. Unsticking It with Blair and Molly, because sometimes life sucks. Unsticking It.